0: I hope it's not too dark. Ah, I'm sorry. I'm my name's Father Mike Schmitz and this is Ascension Presents. Maybe in the dark, I don't, I don't know. I can't tell if it's too dark, um, but you know I was thinking? I was thinking about Mary and the fact that, you know, whenever we celebrate the Immaculate Conception, there was a bunch of years ago, I sang a song, the song, Mary, did you know? I had a Christmas sweater on, I think a guitar, maybe even a Christmas Santa hat. I don't remember. I do remember, but I don't remember the details. Dude, I'm just gonna try this. Okay, so got, maybe I'll hold it up like this. No, hold it down like this. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy? When I was talking about the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, how powerful it is that um, we, we recognize that from the moment of Mary's conception, she was preserved from all stain of original sin by the merits of her son's future life, death, and resurrection. that That's what the doctrine of the Immaculate Conception is. And we've also made it like, I think a follow-up video to like, why would that be? What is it that God is doing in doing that for Mary that he, why wouldn't he do that for everyone? And the point of that is Mary's mission, Mary's mission was to be the new Eve. The old Eve and the old Adam were both sinless. So therefore the new Adam, Jesus, and the new Eve, Mary, it's fitting that they would be both sinless as well. Just as Eve had a, Angel of Light, Lucifer, speak words to her that caused her to disbelieve and disobey. She handed that disbelief and disobedience onto the man, who handed on to the human human race. So too, in Luke's Gospel, you have an angel of light, Gabriel, who speaks words to the new Eve, Mary, that words that cause her to believe and obey, and she hands on that belief and obedience to her son, Jesus, who hands it on to us. Right? And in his belief and obedience, hands on redemption to us. Okay. That all of that. Um. So God gives us what we need for our mission. So all of these things are true, but. You know, we'll talk about this at the Mass of the Immaculate Conception. I just want to give you a little heads up about it uh, today. And that is, there is something about saying yes to the Lord. There's something about saying yes to the Lord that is not passive. See, here's the thing about the saints. The saints, we honor the saints not because they're amazing human beings. I mean, they might have done some incredible things, a lot of them. They might have done a lot of good in the world, a lot of them. We don't honor the saints because of the saints themselves, we honor the saints because of what God has done in their lives. So even think about Mary. We, we believe that Mary is the greatest of all saints. What did she do? What uh, movement did she found? What uh, school did she start? What great work did she accomplish? Well, uh, she, let, <laughs> she let the Lord save her at the moment of her conception. Meaning like, what do you mean she let her, let him save her at the moment of her conception? Like she didn't have any say in that, not at all. So what God did in her life, wait, that's God's work, okay. And then later on, when she was in her teens, an angel appeared to her and said, this is God's plan for your life. And she simply asked her clarifying question, right? How can this be since I don't have any relations with a man? And then she said, yes, that's it. I mean, yes, she continued to cooperate with the Lord, but she didn't, do much, right? She didn't accomplish anything, at least in the way that we consider accomplishment. And this is the secret of the saints. This is one of the reasons why we believe that Mary is the greatest saint, because virtually everything that is great about her, God did. <laughs> Think about this again. So when we honor the saints, we pay attention to Mary or any of the other saints. We're not saying that, you know, these are people who like they they white knuckled it, like they worked really, really hard and they became incredible superhumans. no these are simply people who are broken just like us and they let God do something remarkable in their lives. Now here's Mary who was not broken just like us. She was actually preserved from that brokenness. But then she just simply let God do something incredible in her life. And this is the secret for every one of us. It's the secret of receptivity. Again, I am going to talk about this at the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. The, the movement of receptivity is Not passivity, right? It's not, I'm going to let God just drag me around. But it's, I'm going to be receptive. It's that when he moves, I'm going to move. When he invites me, I'm going to say yes. When he says, stay still, I'm going to stay still. It's this, again, this grace of cooperating with what God is inviting us to do. Whether that's move, turn, stay still, speak, be silent, but always say yes. And there's something so powerful about this because then when we do that really well and we, we do that consistently and someone says, wow, that's amazing. That person's life is remarkable. Then we get to say, no, actually the reason why there's something remarkable here is because of what God is doing. He is the actor. He is the mover. He is the source of all grace. And that's why Mary, when it comes to the Immaculate Conception, is the perfect embodiment of what it is to be sanctified by God. It's His action. So you're becoming a saint. It doesn't mean you're white-knuckling it. It doesn't mean through your strenuous effort, you're going to achieve the heights of holiness. It simply means when you yield, when you are receptive to what the Lord is inviting you to be receptive to, you simply say yes. Holiness is vastly more easy vastly easier, (laughs) holiness is vastly easier than so many of us imagine. It's the Lord's work. In fact, in the prayers of the mass, when it comes to the saints, we talk about them and say, Lord, and even just like in in crowning their merits, you're crowning your own gifts. That's the thing is like we honor the saints for their merits or whatever, all the things they've done, but we say, but in crowning their merits and celebrating their merits, we're celebrating, you're crowning your own gifts because everything great about a saint God did it. So what is God doing in your life today? Where is God calling you to say yes? He called Mary to say yes to be the mother of his son, to bring him into the world, to support him as his disciple. Where is God calling you to say yes today? You know, Carol Hauslander once said something so powerful and profound that it just moved my heart. She said, you will never be asked to do anything more for Jesus than Mary was asked to do. And all she was asked to do was say yes. So there you have it. For almost here to 10%, at as the century percent My name's brother, Mike. God bless. Go ahead and like the song. It's just the one thing that's not good. It's I my, my sister. She's always like, why can't I like that song? I love that song. It's great. It's great. It's fine. It's just the one line. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying.